Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Workman, and today we have Will Smith on the show. In the flesh. You guys have never formally met Will on the podcast, and it's crazy to me. Like, we were just sitting here. I was prepping a totally different podcast, and I was like, Will, why are you not on the podcast? show you need to be on the show i thought you'd never ask i know i can't believe i've never asked i actually feel bad that i've never asked because you are so instrumental to this show and most of the viewers like don't really know who you are they've never heard from you that's okay i'm the viagra expert oh yeah (laughs) do you guys remember that part of the show when brandon blamed will for the viagra is that how it went yeah yeah you got well you got a question about viagra or something and then brandon was like well good news we have an expert on the show here's the expert (laughs) and he's he's an expert in in so many other things what's crazy is i'm like we've never shot a podcast without will being present actually no that's not true we did one podcast without you being present and it was a shit podcast because you weren't present the video was bad because we like had to do it all ourselves anyway we are so lucky to have you but for from the viewer's perspective or the listener's perspective Guys, Will helps us with everything. Like there has been not a single show where Will hasn't had his input or told us that the content is right or told us that we should do this differently or help you guys in this way. Like Will is the podcast expert and he's going to be on the show to talk a little bit about the Age Gap Realness podcast, a little bit about podcasts in general, why all of you guys should probably get your asses on a podcast Um, and just like absolutely be awesome yeah be his awesome self so thank you for being here my pleasure my pleasure so okay where do we want to start with this this is very impromptu and i have so many places that i could take this why don't we start with how this podcast kind of came to be and I'm, I'm going to give you a little tip just so that we go in the right direction okay i'm thinking like when you pitched brandon on doing a podcast six years ago right yeah so <laughs> Um, I work. I, I worked at a company that Brandon ran, Audigy. Mm-hmm. That's how we met. Yes. And I worked in the marketing department. And one of the things that I was doing was trying to come up with ways to reuse some of the content that Brandon created mm-hmm. in the video format. Mm-hmm. So he did all of these like training videos. They were kind of infamous within Audigy. They were the one, the fireplace videos. Yes. So they're the, in front the leadership of the and they were infamous because people kind of didn't like that. Like he was just sitting in front of this fireplace, like fireside chat with Brandon. I think like sub company culture was kind of like a little poked fun at a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Um, it was just a little bit like, I don't know. Is this kind of a little bit distracting? Cause there's like this roaring fire. (laughs) So like, I just kept finding my eyes diverted to the roaring fire. And that was Brandon's idea, by the way. So I I I don't, I don't want to take credit for the bad ideas. I only take credit (laughs) for the good ones, but I helped with that whole production. It was, it was a cool room. I mean, it was a beautiful shot. It just, for whatever reason, like I just I had a hard time focusing on what on all of the content because there's a lot of messages in there. There was a lot of stuff. And so one of the things I was doing was I wanted to create articles really simple, like create like a blog. Mm-hmm. And so I had those videos on and I was I don't know why I didn't think to like pitch an idea for getting a transcriber. But like I was typing out whatever he said. Wow. But it was too distracting to watch the like. So I just had the audio of it. Mm-hmm. So I was just listening to what he was saying, and I'm typing out the stuff. And as I did that, I kind of thought like, this would be good as a podcast. Like mm-hmm. I loved podcasts, you know. Like I just loved listening to them. I did. I hadn't done any of them at that point. Hadn't produced any. Um, didn't know anything about how to do it. But I thought I just for me, it just 
the words resonated more hearing them, mm -hmm. just hearing them, mm -hmm. free of any type of distraction. I could just really focus. And so I took a lot of those videos. I cut them up. I made them condensed down to be shorter ones. At that time, um, a, a big example that was going around the company was this uh, minute with Maxwell. Mm. The John Maxwell had these like one or two minute video clips. Yes. And you'd subscribe to his website and every day you would get like this leadership topic. Mm -hmm. And so I thought like, why can't we do that with Brandon's stuff? Mm -hmm. Like I can take this stuff. I can cut it down into like a minute or two minutes. Some of them were like 20 minute talks. I could cut them down and then we could just do them as a daily podcast. So that was the first idea. It was just like a daily thing where he didn't have to actually do anything new. I'm yeah. just repurposing what he had already done. Mm -hmm. And I remember I playing a couple of them for him and he just really liked it. Mm -hmm. He was like, this is really cool. And we had a transcript also because I had typed out the, what he said. So you could read along and you could hear it. And so like for me, that made a lot of the concepts really easy mm -hmm. to digest. And so I, based on his reaction to that and kind of I'd let some other people hear it and they really liked it. I thought I should explore this a little further. And so... I came up with like a pitch deck. I was like, you should have like a real podcast because these were just like video, like audio ripped from video. Mm -hmm. Didn't sound as good as they could if they were recorded like in these mics or like in a controlled studio environment. And um, I remember I did this pitch to him and it was for like a website. It was really for a personal brand is what it was. Yep. It was, but this was like six years ago. And you created a landing page for him too. Like a like a the... website mock-up. Like this yeah. is what your – at the time it was like here's how we would use your LinkedIn. Here's how we use Twitter. Like mm -hmm. Instagram wasn't really – six mm -hmm. years ago, I don't think it was as popular mm -mm. as it is now. But um, – It wasn't as popular for business content. There, there were still like photos and it was obviously still yeah. used at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely not for business. Uh -uh. No, not at all. Um so I remember I pitched him all these ideas and he was just kind of like, meh, mm -hmm. like, eh, like, I don't know, like, would I want to spend my time on this? Like his, I think his thought process was a lot different back then, mm -hmm. a much different place, still operating the company, yes. like on an every single day basis. Yeah. And and so he, I, I think it was a timing thing. Mm -hmm. I might have been a little bit early. Oh, you were so <laughs> early. Oh, my gosh, you were so early. Yeah. But not compared to where the rest of the world – you were early compared to the rest of the world. I know you listen to podcasts too, but this is – today it seems like podcasts are really cool to talk about uh -huh. and everybody should start a podcast. Everybody has a I, podcast. I know that you want everybody to have a podcast too. Absolutely. But you were like – you were pitching this five years ago, six years ago. It was six years ago because yeah. it was 2014. Yep. Dang. Yep. yep. And actually I have to give Brian a lot of credit for the fact that in the early days when I was pitching all of these ideas – my idea was that they would be unedited. Mm. Like it's just a stream of consciousness kind of thing. Like I listened to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. That's what really kind of has influenced me in so many different ways. Just mm. his his natural style of talking and how it's unscripted. You know, like they leave they leave imperfections in. Yeah, I love that. That's one of the things I love about our show mm -hmm. is that we kind of have that same philosophy. But Brandon was insistent, like, no, these need to be edited. Like, we need to, and we need people to listen to them, make sure the content is like dead on accurate. Like, yes. we don't want people just riffing and putting this out to our customers, right? Because that's who the the podcast is really intended for. Mm -hmm. We're Audigy members mm -hmm. and prospective members, and so he really kind of said, like, no, you have to edit these. And honestly, that was totally against my philosophy mm -hmm. at that time. Like, I was like, I don't think they should be edited. But I knew that if I wanted to build these at all, I'd have to edit them. Right. And so that's what got me into podcast editing. And prior to that, I'd never even thought about it. And I felt like as I got 
as I went on and on, like I had like a knack for at least editing his content because mm-hmm. I'd listened to it so many times. Yeah. So I really have to kind of credit him for, and in a lot of ways, like where I'm at today, mm-hmm. because if it was just like slam some stuff out there, I don't know if it would have been as received as well as it would have been. Mm-hmm. I may not have been able to actually follow this this project as long as I have. And I think the editing process makes people feel more comfortable. Like when you know something's being edited, mm-hmm. now with the podcast within Audigy, like there are a whole variety of other guests that come on the show. And as a person that is a guest or even hosting it, not having it be live, Brandon is great live. Brandon is amazing live. Like he can just riff, he can go more like a Joe Rogan. I've been working on developing that skill set. I wouldn't say that I'm the best at it. Uh, but I think for other people, not only was it helpful for you to develop the skill set, but it's also helpful for people who are coming on the show just to like have that uh, sense of comfort that if I say something really fucking stupid, it's not <laughs> going to be like broadcast at the whole world right. live right. or like right. unedited. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I really like about the editing process is that like you can take someone that that comes in, they may not be comfortable. Mm-hmm but you can make them sound comfortable. Mm. You can take out, um, you know, filler words. You can take out, you know, like dead airspace where someone's, you can tell they're really thinking about what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know this strictly, like if you have somebody that's a really good guest, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. But, but more often than not, what I found is you find people that are uncomfortable. Like we were just talking before the podcast. I wanted to record a podcast to surprise you guys because you guys have been out of town for, for so many different weeks doing Cardone Ventures events. And I tried to do it and I was like, man, this is hard. And mm-hmm. I'm I hear I'm here doing this all the time. Yeah. It is hard to like off the top of your head just have mm-hmm. a conversation. Right. Especially with yourself. Yeah, to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really to the audience. But you know, right. but, well, but yes, no true. one else. But here. like you're coming up and you're like, is this a dumb idea? I don't know if that's gonna be received well. Is that really what I was supposed to say? Maybe I should do it again. So if you don't get yourself in the habit of yeah. Just like getting better at it as an overall skill set, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be trapped. Yep. I do want to bring up something that you just mentioned that I had a great conversation with somebody else about recently. The idea of filler words. Okay. As somebody who has struggled to learn how to speak in a way that I feel really confident in the delivery of my message, the idea of filler words always terrified me because people mm-hmm. talk about, especially when you take speech classes, don't use um or uh or but or blah, whatever it is. Right, right. Why can't I use filler words? If that's how I communicate and people resonate with my message, like whoever said or made like some like stamp that says none of these words can be used. I think that's total bullshit. I think the people, if they want to communicate, should feel free to communicate using whatever words that they want as long as they feel comfortable and their message is getting across instead of just like being so nervous that, oh, I can't use this word and maybe I just fumbled or tripped up or I'm not as articulate or as intelligent as I just delivered that to be. Like that, I want to get rid of that idea is what I'm saying. And I've just recently had this epiphany. Oh, okay. (laughs) But I don't know what your thoughts are I don't know. Well, well, I feel like the the guest doesn't need to focus on that if if the person that's editing is doing their job. Like, you shouldn't have to worry about how you speak. I think in general, not just on a podcast. Like, in general. Oh, in general. People should be able to use filler words. I get that it makes communication maybe not as impactful. Yeah. But who's to say that it's not as impactful with filler words? I don't know. Some people, people, it doesn't bother me. And other people, I get just drawn to it where that's all I hear. Hmm. That's all I hear. But it's because you think of it's 
of it as a filler word. Yeah. Because somebody defined those as filler words. It might also be because when I when I talk to people, I listen to them differently, I think, than like I'm I'm actively listening. I'm almost listening for an edit. I'm so conditioned to to try to pick out main ideas and try to remember like key points in the conversation that I can make sure I emphasize. Uh-huh. So it's kind of strange. Like when I even when I'm talking to you, <laughs> it's just, it's unconscious. Like I'm I'm thinking about it's probably because we're also working on courses, but oh, yes. I'm always thinking about like, well, how am I going to like chop this up? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's a movement we can start. Yeah. Like fuck filler words. Or fuck filler words. <laughs> <laughs> or fuck the care about filler words. Yeah, yeah. I really, you and I were just having this conversation off podcast. Is that a real thing? Off, we'll, off the Let's show. make it a real thing. Okay. Off podcast <laughs> about I, the, a huge change has happened for me very recently where I just feel a significant amount of self-confidence, not in like a egotistical way or this like puffed up way. I'm just confident as who I am in the way that I show up. And I haven't been confident in that way for a very long time. I've never felt this good. I don't think ever. Uh, but this idea of these things that we're supposed to be or not supposed mm-hmm. to be, these filler words is such a good example for me because I don't know. I just, I don't think that, I don't think that it's necessary to ever tell somebody that they're filling something and they should be trained not to do those things. Like you can, you can use filler words. Well, I, I think give everybody a, permission. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I think that that's a, that's probably, I guess I would say it's maybe one of your core values. It's mm. like authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had many discussions about editing on the show and yeah. things that like, I mean, there's been there's been things we've talked about here where I, I would have thought 99 out of 100 people, they would have wanted to take it out. But you're just like, nope, leave I want to leave this in. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes it drives me crazy. But I but I also respect that you have such a strong opinion about that and yeah. vision for what you want your audience to hear and see. Mm. Um, and doing the video side of things sometimes makes makes it hard to edit mm-hmm. for like like the audio side of things is easy to easy. edit right but the video side adds another dimension especially when i tell you that like you've got the wrong angle of my hair guys i do this all the time I'm like <laughs> will why did you get the angle where it has like Ugh. this part of my hair is messed up just get this part he's like i didn't even notice that <laughs> yeah yeah i've learned so much so much <laughs> what have you learned uh well i mean there's a I could break it down into like technical things. I could break it down into just life things. I mean, when when you guys came to me, um, I had never done any of this before. Mm. I hadn't shot video at all. I didn't mm. own a camera. I literally had to go to YouTube and look up tutorials. Like, mm. how do I even connect this stuff together? And this was a year ago, like to put it it in perspective ago. for you guys, like a time frame. This was a year ago. However, I, okay, can I can I close the gap on the story and then have you pick yeah, up where you sure. just were talking? So Will created these podcasts within Audigy, but then towards the beginning or towards the middle of last year, you started getting an interest in video. And this is at the exact same time that Brandon and I had just kind of started dabbling in video and wanted to start a podcast, wanted to have more video content because Brandon, five years after Will pitched him on it, decided (laughs) that he needed a personal brand. Not that Brandon was wrong. Better late than never. Yeah. Will gets that like little (laughs) crown in his or a little jewel in his crown because he was definitely right on that. Um, So Will just happened to start doing video at the time. And while you were doing the video, I kept I happen to be seeing what you're doing because you have this philosophy of show your work, which I'd love you for you to talk a little bit about as well, because that's part of why we're here. 
So he started showing his work that he was learning these video skills. I was like, oh, we have a need for video. I wonder mm-hmm. how we could make this work. Cue conversation in November of 2018, yep. where we're like, hey, we want to start this podcast. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, now pick up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I could still pick up the same. I still had a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I was dabbling in video. We actually um, were going to do like a feature on one of the Audigy members who had had a lot of successes. Um, just like an incredible story of when they came to Audigy, they were really like down and out. Like mm-hmm. it was like almost going to go bankrupt. And w- from what they were able to partner with the team and and turn their business around. So it was actually it was actually flying out to North Carolina to do a feature mm. on them. And so, yeah, I was just like, and, it, and I was set up in a room. It was just like just down the hall. Uh, it was like a little conference room over here in the building where we have the podcast studio. And I remember I was in there and I was like setting up cameras and I was trying to like, like just practice, just like setting up cameras in a room, just practicing. Could I get things in focus? Could I do basic things. And I remember you, you popped your head in mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, can I talk to you? And so we started talking and you, and you mentioned about a podcast. And when I'm thinking podcast, I'm thinking it's an audio thing. You're like, oh, I got this. Yeah, we can do a podcast. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> hey, do you have 30 minutes now? I just, just go over to the other room, plug in a microphone. and mm, Let's complicate this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. So when you guys talk about podcasts, it's really more of a video first mm-hmm. type of a thing. And that was something that I, I mean, I was just learning how to use one camera. Now it's like, okay, we have two guests, so I need two cameras and then probably need a third ca- like it just got a lot more complicated and a set and a set and, and yeah. graphics and graphics and then like finding people that could help support it and i mean this this is a it's a biggest it's probably the biggest production one of the biggest productions i've ever worked on mm-hmm. with just the number of people just for one product you yeah know? and youtube and youtube you were already on youtube like you were a youtube f- i was trying to learn yeah but yeah you like actually managing a channel yeah like, uh, were we the first channel that you managed? Um, I had my own channel. Okay. But I've definitely put way more time into your guys' channel yeah. <laughs> than so I put into my own. all of it own. was brand new. All of it was new. Guys, I'm, like, going to toot our own horn here for a second. Our shit is fantastic. So the fact that you have learned all of this stuff, and I know you had skill sets before this, so it's not like you were just a completely blank canvas, but, like, all of the stuff that you have created and put out there while working with us is incredible and like the quality of it is incredible and your desire to make it better and improve and tinker with it and show your work while you're learning and not be scared that you are learning Mm -hmm. to be able to put stuff out there still is like one of my favorite things about you. Well, thank you for that. I, I really appreciate it, you know, and, and, it's been great to work with you guys because you're patient and you kind of let me figure out how to do the stuff, but also mm-hmm. support it. I mean, mm-hmm. when I think about where we started in this room, I'll probably cut in, I'll cut in some B-roll footage to show what this room looked like when we first, <laughs> when you, when you were like, we want to do a show, let's build a set. And we're just like, where do we do it at? It was a white room. Do you remember the very first one? It was one? a yellow room. Oh, you're right. It was yellow. This room was yellow. But the very first one that we recorded was just with that black table. Mm -hmm. And I read my blog post. I was too nervous to even talk into a microphone with my own thoughts. Like I had to read the blog post Mm -hmm. so that we could see if we could maybe use that content as part of the show. Yeah. Because I was just so like I couldn't believe it. I also want to give you huge kudos 
guys not give me kudos yeah yeah yeah. like total total (laughs) kudos like well-deserved kudos uh for those of you who work in an organization and i don't know if i've ever even told you this before maybe i have um for those of you who work in an organization and you think that somebody in a different department or a different arm of the organization like just maybe doesn't like you or you just don't really know each other because you haven't really connected over something and you're fearful of making that connection. Like to to me, our relationship and the way that it has grown is such a great example of I didn't know you when you were working inside Odigy just because we had never really mm-hmm. had a chance to have our paths cross. Right. And I was so nervous when I first started working with you to tell you about my idea for the show being the age gap realness podcast. Cause I'm like, why would this dude who is a professional want to make a podcast with me and help me and put his energy into this talking about age gap relationships? I was like, Oh, he's like, I'm going to really have to sell Brandon's show to him. And I'm going to have to minimize the importance of my show because this guy is not going to be into it. He's just going to like think that this is the stupidest thing. And yet you have been the biggest advocate of this show to me, even when I'm like, what am I doing? You're like, this is why you're doing it. And these Mm -hmm. are the people that you're impacting. And so, first of all, appreciate you immensely for believing in the vision of where this could go and also being the person that just like pushes it and like the listeners have no idea how much you have been a profound influence in just making all this actually happen and continue to happen. Well, well, thank thank you for calling that out. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we did. We actually did have that discussion uh, where you were you didn't know what I would think. Uh, for me, I want to work with people that are just driven and they want to do something big, mm-hmm. you know. And what it is doesn't matter as much to me mm-hmm. as like what. The, the journey, yeah. right? Like what could be learned? Like where could this, where could this take us, mm-hmm. you know? And I, this has been the most successful show that I've worked on mm-hmm. and I'm really proud. I'm really proud of it. Yeah. You know, like we've built an audience, that audience is engaged. They reach out to you. They share, they share deep stories, mm-hmm. you know, with you. And um, I was going through some of the old clips of the show and one of my favorite episodes, I think it, I think it's number 17. It was like the evolution of Natalie. Mm. Remember uh, coming up with the name of that one? Because you said that. That was something you said in the podcast. Like You're like, I guess I could call this the evolution of Natalie. And it's just been cool to see how far you from where you started mm. to where you've come today mm. and just how your life is completely transformed. Mm-hmm. Basically, all of our lives are completely transformed. But, but mm-hmm. I think yours, maybe more so than anyone else's that's kind of in our orbit right mm-hmm. now, it's just like, I just remember you setting out the intention, like, I want to meet Elena. Mm-hmm. And then you met Elena. And then you're like, I want Elena on my show. And then she's on your show. And now you're like partnering with her yeah. and, and stuff. And you can, you know, and you're friends with her. I just saw on your Instagram, you guys are like out looking at art and cool stuff, you know, like unbelievable experiences. So... Mm-hmm. It's just that's that's what I'm in it for. Mm-hmm. I'm in it for to see the that growth and the progression from like taking an, an early idea, which is just was just like a five minute conversation that we had to like here we are in a studio. It's like fully equipped. It looks gorgeous. It's like we have a weekly show. You know, not only that, I'm able to like make a living. Mm off of doing this stuff, which yeah. is stuff that I love to do. So, and it's so, what you've always wanted to do. So I thank you guys. Oh, so sweet. It's just, it's a Works huge out great. circle of appreciation. Mm-hmm. This is also like, this is what people should do. That like, 
I think going back to what I started this with is if you're in an organization and you don't really know if you have allies or people who will support you, one of the biggest takeaways that I've received from our relationship is if you're yourself, like if you really are committed to the things that you believe in, other people will either align or they won't align. Mm -hmm. And you just have to be okay with that. And when you find people that align, you'll be, it's amazing. It's awesome. But you'll also be surprised by the people who do align because once you're, 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 you are yourself, then you really know Mm -hmm. what true alignment actually feels like. And I think that in, especially in that environment and organization, I never really felt like I, I knew what my place was. And so it seemed really scary and a barrier to talk about something that was important to me. Whereas now I'm super comfortable mm-hmm. and I will always do that. And you've been very helpful in, in making that work for me. You've been a great example of cool. that. I will take that into other relationships as well. Awesome. Okay, so let's get back to can we talk about show your work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How is this? There's a book. There is a book called Show Your Work. Yes. You made me read it. You didn't make me, but I chose to read it. You told me about it and you influenced I me. I forced you. Yeah. He like <laughs> cracked his whip on me. No, but really, I read it last December because that's when we first started working together. Mm-hmm. And can you t- tell us about what Show Your Work means to you, how it's impacted you, yeah. and just why you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I came across. It wasn't a TED talk. It was a. It was another talk. I can't remember the exact name of the the organization, but it was basically like a designers conference, mm. people, like graphic designer type people. Mm-hmm. And this is guy. His name is Austin Cleon. K L E O N. I'll put in the notes to the. I like. Finally, I get to say that. Like, this, I'll put a link in the notes. This is great. <laughs> I love. I love it. Um, yeah, and it's you know like, you know like for you guys you. Have, Beyond positive thinking and a bunch of books that really like you give out as gifts and just kind of really speak to you, your yes. values and, and that kind of thing. This was a book for me that that did that. And it's basically about sh- documenting your progress mm-hmm. as you're learning new things and how that will bring people into your orbit that can help you mm-hmm. or maybe interested in what you're doing and can contribute in some way, which I think is like, I think that's the point of social media. To me, it's like, the wisdom of the crowd and like being able to draw like inspiration and information from a bunch of different sources. Mm. And so oh, I keep hitting my table here. Dang. This is the kind of thing that I can't stand. With. <laughs> so I, just, I get excited with this topic. But anyway, um, yeah. So the, this idea is like just put your work out in the public. Mm. And for me, that that makes it it makes my social media kind of like easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. I want to draw these people to me, but I'm always so busy doing other people's work. Yeah. So as long as I can put that work out and show people. So like on my Instagram, I'll just do like little clips and editing things and behind the scenes. Things and, and you're learning. Things I'm learning. Um, like the messy part of the process. The messy part. Yeah. Not that I, it's ever messy, but it's like not the perfect. It's not waiting until the final thing and the right. final version to put it out there. It's like, oh, no, this is me right. messing with the volume or making the setup. Yeah, I try not to make it too mundane um, or in oh, the weeds. I don't weeds. think it is at all. Yeah, I mean, I just try. I try to like, if there's something that I took me a really long time to figure out, I want to make that shorter for somebody else. Just mm. putting it out there, mm-hmm. and and that's really the essence of like what you see on YouTube. I mean, I learned everything that I learned that we're doing. I learned from other people who were showing they their are. work. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just a concept that I that I really resonate with, and 
it's in in a way I can bring it back to Brandon in in the sense that I remember early on in my Audigy career, I had a conversation with him and I was I was frustrated because I was doing these podcasts, but I felt like nobody was listening to them. Mm. Right. And you know that frustration, like you put something new out there, it takes time, it takes a long time. I think people I think people underestimate how long it takes to build anything new yes. and get traction with it. Yes. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for little less than a year. Um, you know, we're closing in on like 15,000 downloads. Yeah. There's some people out there that get 15,000 downloads every single day, mm-hmm. you know, but they've been at it for years, right. you know, and they put in that time. And so when you're growing something from zero, mm-hmm. you know, you're celebrating like, I got my first person to listen. Mm-hmm. I got my thousand, like... I know there's going to be a day when we're like getting millions of people to listen. Yeah. Like I have no doubt about that, but it it's just cool to document all that stuff. And I feel like I can go back through my Instagram and I have, I have clips from the very first time that we ever, the very first video we ever uploaded to YouTube. And I, and sometimes I go back and, and just look at those to see just how far we've come. Yeah. So I'd like you to share some of those with me because I know oh, I, got I derailed. have them. I got derailed. I'm sorry oh, about yeah. the Brandon story. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, sorry. Story. Yeah. So before I forget about that yeah. completely. Um, so I was frustrated. People weren't listening. And he was just like, well, you've got like the CEO of the company right here. Like, I'm listening to you. I'm I'm interested in this. Oh. He's like, he's like, you know, your problem is that you're just not you're not putting yourself in play enough. Like, you need to be out there talking about showing people like your like I was kind of just creating the product and just handing it off to somebody else and worrying about someone else can worry about getting people to listen to it. Like, you have to be more active. Yeah. And advocating for yourself. Promoting and, and, yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And so he probably said it exactly that way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a long this was years and years ago, but it, it made an imprint. And ever since then, I've tried to be way more intentional about just letting people know like this is what I care about, this is what I want to do. Here's I'm starting off, I'm not very good, mm-hmm. but I wanna learn. I'm open to any type of feedback. And and people find you mm. when you do that. Mm-hmm. Like like for me, I'm I'm kind of like an independent and people come to me all the time when they see the stuff that we do and they're just like, wow, that looks really great. Like a lot of people think that they just can't afford me. Good. <laughs> That's what happens. Good. And then you so say, really get to talk you're to them, right, but... <laughs> you can't. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if anyone out there is just trying to get something going, anything going, like just mm-hmm. put your learning process online. You'll be mm-hmm. surprised how many people will gravitate to you. I love that you talked about taking the pressure off by being good with that. But that takes a lot of your own confidence Mm -hmm. to know that at some point you're going to get better or you're not going to give up or you're not going to quit. Like most people don't put themselves out there or talk about their work and the messy part because day one is fucking hard because you you think you can get there, but you've never been there before. So you're not 100% confident that you will. And then what if everyone just thinks you're a joke because you gave up on yourself? And it's not only other people. Mm -hmm. It's what if you yourself start to lose confidence in your own ability because you didn't continue doing it. Um, yes, definitely. And you just like, you. what I appreciate and admire about you is you don't allow that to be your thinking. You're just like, I'm going to put it out there regardless. You have no, it's not even shame. You just have no. <laughs> no shame. You have no shame. No, that's like, the, that's the exact opposite way of how I want to say it. You have no um, issue with holding yourself accountable to things because you're like I know I'm going to get better because it's something that you really want. I think you're you're you are surprisingly in tune with your goals. 
even if you sometimes don't know that you are. Because mm-hmm. I constantly don't think I am. But so, but yeah. isn't that funny? Yeah. But because you actually you actually are because you show yeah. your work. Yeah. And getting to the goal, you know, you have a goal, and That's you're a good driving there. I hadn't thought about it that Me way. Me either. I hadn't thought about it, and I didn't want to like offend you by saying the no. word surprising. Like you're, you're like you are so in tune with your goals, more so than most people are. I think more so than I am, by because you really do show your work, like, mm-hmm. and you don't have the ego associated with what if I fail or well, whatever. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit, just in the sense that I think that you're very in tune with what your goals are. Mm. I think my goals are more of a general direction. I think you have a way – I think you're – to give you a lot of credit, I think your goals are way more specific. Mm. I have a general goal of I want to help people tell a story. Mm. I want to help them bring an idea to life. Mm-hmm. Yours are more like concrete goals. You know like where you're heading and you have like a plan to get there. I like plans. Sometimes yeah. – yeah, I'm not a planner. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I'm really not. I'm a, I'm a try something, did it work. Yes. Could I make it better? Yes. Change a little thing. Like I'm a tweaker. I don't mean it in a bad way. I understand. <laughs> Will is a, thing. a tweaker. I'm a tweaker. But no, it's just like I like to just fiddle with things and try things and see what, you know, like I learn yeah. by doing it like a learn by doing type. I'm not like a write down a bunch of stuff type of person. Yeah. Which is weird because we talk about goals like every like we're working on a course. Mm-hmm. The whole course, I feel like you're just talking to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's weird because, well, because I hear all these messages and I'm, I'm kind of putting things together and, and I know our content because we've worked for so long on it, even yeah. before um, the podcast and all those other things. But I always feel like I can take away something like I'm not doing something that I should like. I don't have a place really where my goals are written down. Mm. But we talk about that all the time, all the time, mm-hmm. and so I. I'm excited to go through our course <laughs> and actually oh, go fun. through the activities. I love that. Because I feel like there's a, I feel like I have a lot where I could formalize a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think that that can help you. But I do also want to say it was interesting for me this week. I was on the 10X Ladies call with Elena. And Grant writes down his goals at least every single morning, if not every single morning before he goes to bed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't write down my goals every day. I still achieve my goals, but that's not my process. She said, maybe I could try it, like mm-hmm. it could work, but she is very goal-oriented and doesn't need to formally go through the process in order for her to achieve her goals. Now, if you feel like you're not achieving your goals, obviously the first step would be changing up what you're doing, mm-hmm. which the option could be for you to write them down and go yeah. through a more formalized process. Yeah. I think I think what would help me the most is to have the goals written down so that I can remember when I get into a situation yes. where I feel like there's a path in the road, like I can go left, I can go right. Mm-hmm. Well, what is my goal? And yeah. have the goal guide me rather than just how I feel in that moment. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll get excited about something, mm-hmm. but I know that if I say yes to this, then I'm really saying no to something else mm-hmm. that I I see in that distant goal, the, the thing that I, I'm heading towards. Mm-hmm. So that's where I feel like I could really benefit from writing them down. Mm. Um, not as so much as a check to say like, did I get this thing done today? Like, I need, I just need the big, I need a big picture thing written mm. down. Should I get you a 10x planner for Christmas? Sure, okay. I'll take a 10x planner. Also, I'll take I, any swag. I, <laughs> I have some swag. Guys, I'm, I'm. Brandon will not listen to this, so we're all good. I don't know what to get him for Christmas, so I was just telling Will before the podcast started that I'm going to be getting him like 10x stuff. Like, I bought him like a cash flow sweatshirt and 
some other stuff that says cash flow and don't be a little bitch. Like all of it is 10x stuff because what else do you get somebody like that? If you guys have suggestions, please let me know for Christmas presents because I never know. And half the time it's like, is he going to like this? Is he not? And normally he mm-hmm. doesn't. Not- or if you have uh, suggestions for Natalie to get me a gift for Christmas. Oh, yes. So You can, I, you can write those in too. <laughs> I was going to. Did, I, did Heather tell you this? That I was going to get you the Masterclass subscription, but then you freaking mm-hmm. bought it before me. Because I heard you talking about it. I was like, That's oh, right. I'll get it for Will. That's right. Whatever. Like he, You're just like so I still, I still have a free pass for that too. Oh. Because they were having a special. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the buy one, get one free. Yeah. But didn't you give it to Heather? I haven't given it to her yet. Oh, am I, was I not supposed to say no, that? No, it's okay. No. Gosh, we're just outing everything. <laughs> what else did we get everybody in our lives for Christmas? <laughs> the Christmas reveal episode. Exactly. All right. So I'm inclined. I know we're going a little bit longer than we normally do, but I'm inclined to ask you your perspective on, as we started talking about, mm-hmm. 10X and your hat. and My hat. You've witnessed this whole process, and I think you have a very different vantage point than everybody else for a variety of reasons. One You've worked with Brandon and -hmm. with me to some extent prior to Cardone Ventures and this Mm -hmm. whole world being a part of our world. Uh, And then you also watched as we, like every single week, came in here and there was just this relationship that was developing Mm -hmm. with the Cardones and with the business to where we now all have a business and the intentions that we were setting, even back in January to you, Mm -hmm. most of them, if not all of them, have actually come to fruition now. So Mm -hmm. I I think listeners would be fascinated to hear what your perspective on all of that has been, thoughts, things you've learned. Just like talk to us. Yeah. Um, I'm going to grab your water here. Oh, yeah. Grab my water. I don't drink water, guys. I drink um, coffee. I run on coffee. Brooke loves that you have the coffee cups. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Brooke. Because... (laughs) Have you ever noticed, like, in the graphic, she has to, like, graphic, like, there will be, like, a line. I'll, like, take a photo like this, and then she'll, like, have to draw a line around the whole coffee cup. Like, even the straw, the green straw, she hates it. I'm so sorry, Brooke. It's very Game of Thrones. I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but I, I there was a that. coffee cup. Yeah, yeah. The coffee cup in the episode. That's our homage to Game of Thrones every there you week. Go. Every single week. No, it's been a... It's been a we talk about the different we the, we have a concept called the three T's, the transactional, transitional, and transformative. And I would say that watching and following your guys' journey, it's been the transformative mm. journey, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um You don't have to toot my horn here, by the way, either. Like I really want to know like your no, your perspective. Yeah, no. Guys, I, don't make it like he's not I mean, he's kind of paid to say this, <laughs> but he isn't actually paid to say this. I really no. just want you guys to hear his perspective on what this has been like. Yeah, no. You don't pay me to say things. I mean, I don't pay you to say things, but like you are incentivized to say nice things. And I'm telling you, you don't have to be incentivized. It always, in yeah, it's always nice to say nice things. Yes. Um, no, uh, no, it has been a really transformational type of experience. And it's been inspiring in the sense that the goals that you guys have picked have been really big goals, mm. like really big goals, mm-hmm. which perfectly aligns with the Cardone world of 10X, like 10X everything, right? It's like, your goals are not big enough. That's I think that's the thing. That's the message from Grant that resonates with me the most. It's mm-hmm. just that people underestimate themselves and what they can achieve. And they set their bar so low that when they reach their goals, it's not really like 
it's not really that impactful. Yeah. You're not really making the impact you think you are most of the time when you pick a goal because mm-hmm. your goal is just like what you think is realistic. Yeah. When you get to that point, like you find like, oh, well, this isn't really what I thought it was. Like, or this you th- get this here, you have this goal here, but it's not even exciting enough for you to put the energy into it. So you never even achieve it. But if the goal would have been here, you would have put the energy in yeah. to want to achieve it and go after it in this hard way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been, I mean, there's been times, to be honest, like you guys will talk about something that you want to do a goal. And like, I just don't see how it's possible. <laughs> like, I just don't. Right. Like, th- like you, to wrap your mind around a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't even tell you how many zeros. I really couldn't. Like I would have to like mentally count out like that's a that's a big goal, mm-hmm. you know, or to, you know, to be on the stage at GrowthCon. Like that's a huge goal. Like I never same. thought in my life that I would work with people who are on the same poster as Rick Ross <laughs> and Magic Johnson, you know, Kevin and Hart. Kevin Hart. I mean, yeah. And Kevin Hart. Jesus. Like, yeah, like that just it just blows me away. And then there's Brandon to even. Yeah. Marie Forleo. Yeah. You know, like like. It's just like Grant, Elena. Like I just wouldn't even I would never would think that. Mm-hmm. Um so that so that's been something that I've noticed. Um I've seen I mean, obviously we've talked about the transformation I've seen in you, but the the one in Brandon is way more profound. Yeah. I think. Like I was I was talking to one of our teammates the other day, Heather, who is on the podcast, uh last the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about Brandon posted a story and he's like he's like flexing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like when did Brandon turn into like Hulk Hogan on his Instagram? <laughs> like seriously, like I never saw, like I never, I would never think that that would happen. Yeah. And he's tagging Grant because he's like, he's like telling Grant, like I'm coming for you. I think he's bigger than Grant. Yeah. But he is like more weight to lose. Like Grant is in overall better shape. And so Brandon's like, I'm like, I don't know. I think Brandon's arms are bigger. Oh, maybe I think we should like, we need like a gun show episode or we something. We should do a gun show episode. Yeah. It's I mean, idea. Grant's in great shape, but I think, I don't know, Brandon. Brandon's in phenomenal shape. And and I notice it, especially doing the podcast, mm-hmm. because when I go back and look at where we started, like Brandon looks like a different person. Yes. Like his face is different. Yes. Like, like there's so many, there's been so many transformations. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for us to even post photos of Brandon now or old stuff like throwback stuff, because it's so obvious that it's not yeah. current because of his weight loss. Yeah. Which is a great problem to have. I love oh, that yeah. problem. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped about having that problem. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so those are the kind of things that I notice and just like sticking to an intention, like no matter what, you know, because it's so easy. I find all the time I'm always distracted by something that pops up and it's like I focus on that for a while when I should be focused on something else. And like I just feel like especially especially his focus is like just super rock solid. Mm on what his goals are. Yeah. Which is what he talks about on the podcast. So it's cool to see that actually lived out yeah. in real life and not just something that you say. Um, because for me, when I see it, it resonates with me way more than if I just hear somebody say it, mm-hmm. you know? So I see that kind of stuff. So that's so that's been really cool mm. to see. And just like, yeah, and like just like, I was having another, another conversation yesterday, even like thinking back to the beginning and like, I think I might have been one of the very first people that you guys reached out to when you just, when you're trying to figure out what you wanted to do. Yeah. And now to see like there's events every month and there's courses and there's two shows, like all the stuff and, mm-hmm. and all the new people mm-hmm. that are coming into, you know, our world here. Mm-hmm. You know, people around the, around the studio now. It used to be like I was one of the only people in the building and now it's like 
people filled up in the offices and there's like activity. So it's it's cool to see the idea and like how it's elevated to like a, a thing, yeah. like a living thing. And now it has potential to go even further yep. than that. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I love that. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really hard for people to understand how much things have changed. And I used to get nervous about telling people how much things have changed because it's been so recent. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I go through my presentation, even this past week, it's like I, I said a year and a half ago, this is where Brandon and I were in terms of just we weren't as motivated. We were in a bad spot with our own self-worth and confidence, et cetera. And so I think that initially that can give people a lack of confidence in mm-hmm. is this really like can we really trust these people if, if they're saying these things but mm-hmm. if it's only been a year and a half like I want to hear somebody who's been doing great for 10 years sure but then I stop myself and I think but if you can make such a huge change like why does it have to be over 10 years and why can't you show to your point Show your work. Show mm-hmm. the progress. Like, n- no one's saying that we have it figured out or we are perfect or we're like, this is the stake yeah. in the, g- the ground and this is never going to move or targets won't change. But this has been just such a cool experience, I think, for all of us. And with the 10X rule and with your hat just staring at me, it, it even reminds me that we said these things a year ago. We said that we wanted these shows and we said that we'd like a studio just for the two of us thinking how much we're under indexing if within one year we've achieved the biggest goals that we had mm-hmm. a year ago. Yeah. Like, holy shit, how much are we under indexing? Where else can we go? Where else can we take it? What bigger goals? Like, what? where can we push ourselves? Because if you can do the coolest thing that you've ever thought you could do in a matter of 10 months. Mm-hmm. There is so much more opportunity and ability to do and contribute that much more. Yeah. And it raises your confidence that you can do that. Yeah. You could have a hundred shows. You could. Yeah. I mean, we, and we, I just feel like we've, we've put in a lot of time and practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reflecting yesterday, like this year between the stuff that work going on with both of you guys and, and Cardone Ventures, like done over 500 videos. It's insane. And it's more than like two a day. And it's like it's insane to go from having done zero, yeah, <laughs> right, and in a year do five hundred. Like yeah. you get better as you do over and over and over, you know. And when we when we started, like there wasn't a cat, there wasn't a really an online presence. There wasn't a catalog mm-hmm. of content. If you would do a Google search, like nothing would come up, yeah. right? It was like because we worked in a corporate company, and it was it wasn't about a person it was about like the company and the customers and that kind of stuff and yeah. so it's just it's it's just crazy to think about like just how much stuff is now out there has actually been created i mean it's not even it doesn't include podcast it's i mean the audio side of it yeah. or or like that we take the podcast and we have a team that writes articles and they post articles like there's all kinds of stuff social media up there's all this like just the activity is just insane for a small group. My very first idea to get all of this going, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but just to remind people, I wanted to figure out how Branded could start creating a personal brand, which is what Will told him to do a decade ago, almost. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm being dramatic, like five years ago. And 
I knew that Brandon wouldn't like he's a financially driven person. So he's like, well, how are we going to like, yeah. what's the plan for that? How does this make money? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, we're going to do this podcast. We're going to do these videos. You're going to do part of Brandon, part of me. And in order to pay for that, because yeah. that doesn't make money itself, we're also going to do the side thing and create a course. Mm-hmm. And this course that we showed up and started filming back in February was a total shit show. I mean, we showed up in the studio. <laughs> Brandon and I on the first day like yelled at each other and I I went home. We 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 were fine afterwards, but like it was freaking stressful and we we went home and I was like, "Man, Will is totally going to bounce on this. Like he does not <laughs> want to be around Brandon and I yelling at each other because Brandon thought that I wasn't prepared and I thought that he was going to do blah blah blah." Uh, like but that's how this started was this silly idea yep. and now to your point, there's not just like a course. That course has more than paid for everything that we do, but there are multiple courses. Mm-hmm. There's events, there's videos, there's podcasts, there's so much in the works. There's full-time employees all around us. Yep. Like everything can change. And maybe that's a good place to wrap up this episode unless you have anything else to say. I just want to say thank you for everyone listening mm. to the show. Mm. Um and supporting it and engaging with it and sending us questions and all that. I mean, that's yes. that's why we do it. Yes. It's for the interaction. Mm-hmm. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Will. You're welcome. Uh, and guys, like, don't under-index yourselves. If you really want to make the most of this time that we have freaking go for it like reach out to will reach out to me reach out to people who are doing things that they've always wanted to do that are like the things that you want to do make relationships and just start doing them it's going to be awkward and weird and you might not be able to figure it out the first time around but you can get there and i think if that if there's any message that i want to send it would be that both of us and i think you're in agreement i won't speak for you but like you can freaking get there if you put enough energy and all of these little signals out by showing your work mm-hmm. and demonstrating what it is that you're wanting to do. Like you can do freaking anything you want to do. So I'll leave you guys with that. And I can't wait to see you on next week's episode of the age gap realness podcast. Bye. Bye. That was fun. That was I had fun. fun. I had fun doing that. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs>